Well, this is a special episode of the Flying Lion podcast. Um, I know normally we stick to the FC Cincinnati stuff, but with the MLS All-Star game coming up, um, thought we would diversify and hop into, you know, more MLS teams. And so I, I'd like to introduce to the podcast, Mr. Eric Dick, um, currently Minnesota United FC goalkeeper, um, former Columbus Crew goalkeeper, former Sporting KC goalkeeper. Um, he's kind of been around the bend as well um, in the USL championship. Um, so got a lot of experience under his belt and happy to have him on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Let's talk soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, with all, all of us on the podcast, um, obviously this past weekend, uh, FC, FC Cincinnati got to play. So we'll touch on that, um, you know, in the podcast. But we wanted to talk to Eric a little bit about the, you know, not only life as an MLS player, but also, you know, like I said, the All-Star game coming up. Any thoughts on that? Um, just picking his brain on different things. So, um, Eric, give us a little bit of intro um, to, you know, my other uh, hosts here on the Flying Line podcast, as well as, you know, all the listeners. Um, can, give us a little bit of background, right? So where are you from? Um, and we'll kind of go down from there. Sounds great. Um, hello, guests and, <laughs> and hosts of the Flying Lion podcast. My name is Eric Dick. Um, I am a goalkeeper on Minnesota United. Um, I was born in Kansas City. I moved to Indianapolis when I was five years old. Um, so grew up in, in Indy most of my life. Went to uh, Butler University. Before that, I did like high school soccer, rec soccer. Honestly, played all the sports growing up. Uh, basketball and soccer were my two main ones. Um, and then, um, you know, I did the academy, my Indiana Fire Academy, my senior year. Um, before that, I did like Carmel United, Hoosier FC. Those are the two rec or the two club uh, clubs that I did. Um, and then yeah, just went to Butler for uh, I registered in my first year, so I ended up spending four and a half years there. Learned a lot. Um, forever in debt to the the coaches and the players that you know I spent time with. Had some fun memories. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, senior year we had a really good year. Um. And I was lucky to get uh, invited to the MLS Combine and actually full circle got drafted um, to Sporting Kansas City uh, and played there for three years. Learned a lot, had fun, had a lot of barbecue. I'm a diehard Chiefs fan. <laughs> um, so that was pretty cool. And so um, and then I got loaned my third year there to Phoenix Rising, um, which was awesome. And we made it to the finals, but unfortunately, COVID won. Um, and we never played the final, unfortunately. Um, and then got uh, released and picked up by Columbus Crew. Uh, spent a year there. Um, you know, Campeones Cup champion. Um, and then got released and got picked up to uh by minnesota and this is my second year in minnesota so i've i've oh and also when i was in columbus i got loaned out to indy 11 for four games that was awesome <laughs> um actually forgot one forgot one um when i was in kc i got loaned to tulsa for one game as well so j literally just a game and then i drove back it was it was it was fantastic <laughs> so yeah I've, I've i've had a journey and it's been it's been great were you always a goalkeeper like throughout like the whole process or did you play in the field as well? Um, growing up, I split halves. I was a striker and then my other friend on the team would play goalie and then we would switch. Um, but then I grew and the goalie jersey that we shared just didn't fit us both and it just fit, you know. And so so I needed to get I, you know, that. That was actually part of the reason. But also I <laughs> um <laughs> but also I just love diving and I hated running. So I'm like, you go run. I'm just going to stand in this box right here and I'm just going to try to save shots. So, um, <laughs> that, that's, that's sort of, yeah. So I used to play striker, but I just, yeah, I, I'm weird and I like diving around a little bit better. 
So pre-podcast, we were talking that you're going to teach Reynoso something. I think you have some validity to tell him about your shots, I guess, right? Exactly. You know, I, I think, you know, he's very good at curling the ball. Um, but, you know, I think what he could work on a little bit is the knuckle, the knuckle puck. And that's my specialty. I don't know how I do it sometimes, but it just just happens. So it's sort of like that serve in tennis where like, you know, the speed serve or even the knuckleball pitch and we, we tennis and we baseball, you know, you don't know how it happens, but it's very effective. So <laughs> I have to teach him some stuff. Zach, did you have a question you want to ask? Oh uh, yeah. Um, so I guess uh, throughout your career, you've, you've had a lot of days of preparation. Have you developed any sort of rituals or do you have like a specific um, thing you do? Cause like, I know like with Lester and Vardy, he would drink like Porter before the game. And like, is there anything like weird that you do or anything out of the normal? See, I wish like knowing me, there should be something weird, like really, 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 like just knowing me but I really am not like I, I'll wake up I gotta do something like physical like I gotta go for a walk I go for a bike ride something like that I get the body going um I'll take a nap I'll eat food and then just get absolutely hype in the apartment and just like blare music and then <laughs> and then on the car ride and then on the car ride there I'll blare music and then in the locker room I'll have you know like earbuds on and, and, and playing music. So, um, I mean, I put my left sock on first. I don't know why. But... <laughs> <laughs> now that's pretty weird. Who does yeah, that? There, I was like, there it is. <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> weird thing ever uh, that I do, but, um, no, I mean, there should be definitely like Sam knows me. Like there should definitely be something weird that I do. Like there's, there's probably more weird things that he does for a, a chiefs game than he does for an, an MLS game for sure. 100%. 100%. Interesting. <laughs> What's your music choice before the game? Ooh, um, it varies. It, it really, really, really varies. Um, I'm a big EDM before the game type of person. Okay. Like I would be like, you know, punch in the roof of the car or safe bomb driving. Um, don't do that at home kids um, <laughs> and I, I mean i don't know and then dude sometimes disney gets in there you know what i mean like you know there's some disney songs that are like you know um some jbeebs you know you you gotta switch it up sometime stuff it's you can really stuff. sing to exactly exactly it gives yeah. you, you know, it gets the people going <laughs> but I, I don't know i'm just a very big like up-tempo music guy so like i mean any song that just really gets you honestly any song that would get you on the dance floor, I'm listening to before a game. Yeah. So talking about preparation, though, um, along with music, like I know life as an MLS player and, you know, goalkeeper can be very right taxing. And I've got to, you know, see it first person, you know, watching you train. But how different from your perspective is your offseason training and then your in-season training? Like what differences are there if you could kind of explain that process yeah for sure um i mean the season the in season is so long right like it's i mean we report usually late january and you know when you win the mls cup you're done november sometimes december right so mm -hmm. um it's a very long season um so i mean i tend to in the off season i work with you know you and and, and kevin and, and sigility and, and ifast and um these guys um are great because they help just sort of like all everything that happens to the body in season it takes taxing like on the body and so for me i treat the off season as get the body right um get stronger get healthy and then also stay sharp soccer wise and and you know work on a couple of things soccer wise but it doesn't need to be hammered on because that's literally what you do for 10 months out of the years you, you know you you go crazy with soccer um and so you just got to be ready for preseason and so um i sort of you know i do obviously i do strength and conditioning i think three times a week and then i try to fit in a little bit of goalkeeper and like footwork at um sigilly you know luckily sigilly we're getting a little plug <laughs> uh, like uh, but i work on my feet a little bit you know two times a week and um and then in season like i mean we we have practice our practices are from like 
10 30 to um 11 30 12 monday through friday and then we have a game on saturday and it sort of ramps up like a mountain you know it's sort of like peaks at like tuesday wednesday and then as you get towards the game it goes down but we'll have goalkeeper training um you know every single day and then we'll do stuff with the team and then after there might be finishing drills and two times a week we might lift so like it's a lot i'd, I'd say it's like flipped like in the off season i do more strength and conditioning stuff and less soccer stuff but still some soccer stuff to stay sharp but then in season i think you do more soccer stuff and a little bit less like strength stuff it's more maintenance maintenance mode like strength work if that makes sense so it's just it's just different, but all of it's important. But um, off season for me is just to get the body right. Seems like the off season's gotten like shorter and shorter over the years too. <laughs> it it definitely is, it, and again, it's I mean how well you guys do, right? Like I yeah, mean, true. If you, well, you're gonna have a shorter off season, which you know is sort of counterintuitive in, in my you know in my opinion. But at the same time, is like you win MLS Cup, I don't think you're complaining. Yeah. Yeah. I guess touching on that a little bit, um, have you had like a moment, event, like a person or anything in the MLS or even like just in your soccer career in general that's made like an impact on you? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I've been on a lot of teams, right? So like, I think the first day you just set foot on a game day in those stadiums are, are pretty, is pretty memorable. Um, I think, you know, obviously I've, I've made one MLS appearance. So like that game, it did not go well. Um, but Lots of good memories too from it. My mom flew in to see it at FC Dallas uh, with when I was with KC. So like, I mean, that was the dream come true just to be you know playing there. Um, but honestly, the one that comes to mind is I was in Columbus and um, you know loved my time there. The coaches were great, teammates were great. Um, I just uh, knew I could be doing more outside of training, um, and so. I reached out to a goalkeeper coach named Stan Anderson, who put me in touch with a local goalkeeper uh, coach, uh, Chad Prickett. And he um, literally opened up his afternoons to me and we, we did, we did training sessions in the afternoon. So I was basically doing two days in, in, in Columbus just because I knew that I needed to stay sharp in case my name ever did get called hmm. and I wanted to continue to get better. So Honestly, Chad just literally sacrificed his afternoons and days to to bring in other goalies and 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 just put together training sessions to help me and push me, and that's something I'll forever remember and be thankful for. And I remind him of it every day. I still keep in touch with him, and I'm just <laughs> extremely grateful for that. So that's that's going to stick with me for my entire career because it's just I was um, sort of stuck, you know what I mean? Like I, I was just trying to find a, find a, a way to get better and um, he provided a solution and um, it was very selfless of him. So that, that was, that was pretty cool for me. That's pretty awesome. And this kind of, this next question kind of ties into that a little bit. Um, are you able to like give a little insight on the goalkeepers union? And it seems like a lot of the goalkeepers know each other. So I feel like there's, there's some way of other goalkeepers picking up each other and, and whatnot is there a really good rapport between other teams goalkeepers and that sort of thing is there a common respect and whatnot 100 percent. we're all on a, a talking app called chat gk um <laughs> like chat gi or whatever it's called. <laughs> <Just> um, <laughs> um no no it, it is funny it's like we're all we're our own little group right now we're all crazy we all love diving around saving goals like we all find what other people do cool and we all point out what other you know goalies are doing wrong like because it's just we all go through the same training like you know the same hours of dedication of, of stuff and you know we have a mutual respect for the position and for people that choose to be in that position um and 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 choose a career to uh, in that goalkeeper you know spot so i think yeah, I mean, it, it is crazy. Like, Stan Anderson is the head coach of, like, um, you know, Camp Shutout. He runs this ginormous goalkeeper camp and brings in people from all over the country just to have a ginormous goalkeeper camp. I went one year. But, like, I'm pretty sure he knows every single goalkeeper, like, on the face of earth. And by name. <laughs> by name, probably has on the cell phone. Has right. Email, you know, but, I mean, he's an amazing guy, and he knows so much about the position. But I think that, like, that's just – 
I think we're all, it's a position that's always developing because players on the field are always developing, right? So, like, as players, field players develop, the position of goalkeeper always develops too. So, like, together, we are always trying to figure out different ways to be good at our job and be good at our position. And so we're, we work together and, like, you know, think of different ideas, different drills and stuff that will allow us to continue to develop in the position too. And so I think that's part of it too, is like, we're all just continue, continuing to learn as this, as the game just develops. And, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just a mutual respect of craziness throwing ourselves in front of soccer balls. Like, I mean, we're, right. we, all, we all know we're weird. We all know like we're crazy and we love it. And I think it's, it's cool. Like at games, you know, after the games, we'll, you know, high five all the goalies, you know, the goalies will, you know, ask how everybody's doing like stuff like that. And, um yeah it's just it, it, it's cool it's cool it I, I think it's I think it's very much like a position that you know ha, has that family aspect right As, um yeah. a lot of other positions seems like you know a defender can play you know up in the attacking or a midfielder can play back like they can play different areas but a goalkeeper like that's your position like that's your one spot usually um and you kind of like I said you're, you kind of make that your family Absolutely. And then when you croif people or go up for corners and score bicycle goals, like we just go nuts. Like we have <laughs> that stuff and we just celebrate it. That's awesome. Do you yeah, have an idol player um, yeah. that like growing up that you looked up to? Yeah. I mean, I've watched so many. I, I'm a big fan of watching like YouTube videos, training videos. Um, like I watch a lot of game like videos and stuff um and and games of just just to watch and learn and enjoy the enjoy soccer but i like watching training videos because that's when you sort of learn fun, fundamentals and techniques and stuff um i love watching gg buffon um edwin vandershaw uh were by two just because they're bigger guys and i mean buffon's still playing and he's 82 uh, <laughs> and uh i don't know i mean each goalie has their strength and, and 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 they learn how to like shine in those areas right and i think that's the position is like you have certain strengths every goalkeeper is different you have your strengths and so you want to shine in those areas and then the things that maybe aren't your best qualities you just want to make sure that you know you continue to work on them but they don't have to be your all-star you know things too like make sure your your strengths are your strengths and those stand out so um I say Buffon was probably the person that I watched the most um, just because he's just so technically sound and that's why he's continuing to play. Um, and he's just good. So that's also why he's continuing to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just so many different goalies out there and that's why it's fun because like you could watch one thing and then you could go to a different league and watch another goalie and it's a whole different type of training, different style of play. And it's, it's just, you take little bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I Eric, I wanted to to go back and, and touch on the the time at Columbus because I know this being an FC Cincinnati podcast, we kind of want to get, you know, a little insight on, you know, what the other side looks like, right? So um, are there any stories like you have from your time at Columbus? I know you already mentioned kind of one story that stood out um, from Columbus kind of off the pitch, but any, any on the pitch or um, anything on the, the training ground? uh for like columbus like, yeah, or, would... like with columbus or like anything you heard about like fc cincinnati or like the rivalry or anything specific well i heard i heard that like you guys are are losing that that rivalry um like i'm, I'm pretty sure that the the wind column stands a little bit short Eric, for you. you're, you're a friend of the podcast right now we'll, we'll <laughs> no. try to keep it that way <laughs> Ask the question. Uh, so is the, <laughs> am I wrong? Yeah. So um, I googled that actually. Like right. Before. <laughs> um, no, I mean I was lucky because um, I got to Columbus right when they got a new stadium, a new practice facility, um, and in it was just absolutely. I mean, it's incredible. They do things very well there. We we do a ton of video, um, you know, and and the the like. They treat the players exactly like they give the players everything they need to be mm -hmm. out there. successful. Um, you know, the locker room was really fun uh, when I was there and it's just like really goofy and, and just, I mean, it was, I think it was a rough, rough year. Um, and when I was there in terms of results sometimes, but um, 
I mean, the talent in the locker room is good. The city of Columbus really, I mean, enjoys. I mean, the city of Columbus is a sports sports town, so I mean, they, they like their sports. Um, I don't really know about story. I I just, I mean, I know they don't like you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, all that I really know is the record, <laughs> and <laughs> that they're they're sitting pretty right now, but. I mean, well, I think you guys should win some more goal games at home, and then and then see what happens. I mean, you yeah, guys don't, yeah. yeah but um, no, I I enjoyed my time there, and um, the the training was great. I mean, they again, they just they 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 run it the right way there in Columbus. Yeah. So, with you being at Minnesota, how's the change with it being so cold? Are you are you able to adapt? <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen this many icicles or just, like, <laughs> just frozen. I've like I've broken like five different ice scrapers because oh, I. Geez. Wow. I, mean, I don't know if it's the quality of the ice or the quality of the ice, <laughs> scraper, but like I mean, they just have completely snapped. Um, you need now, like a heavy duty like bit. <laughs> like, yeah. um, oh, I ordered it on Amazon, uh, but. Uh, I actually got called out. So like my first week here, I got called out at Trader Joe's because I'm like, I, I, I probably have like, I, I didn't have a big winter coat. So I had like seven layers on like <laughs> two t-shirts, three sweatshirts and like two, I think that's seven. Yeah. Um, and I walked, I walked to Trader Joe's and like a hat, gloves, everything. And like, I'm checking out and they're like, you're not from here, are you? And I'm like, and I'm like, no, but like, how do you know that? You know? <laughs> well, you're dressed like a, you're, you're dressed like a Eskimo or something like yeah. giant. <laughs> and I'm like, and it's, it's like 10 degrees now. What do you want me to be like? <laughs> wow. But I, I mean, no, I, I, I want to say I've gotten a little used to it, but like the terminology here is weird. Like anything less than 30, but like more than like five is is claimed to be warm, which technically I don't think that's even possible because that's so freezing. So well, like yeah, right. scientifically, it, right? It, it, it no doesn't check out. It doesn't check out with me, but like I can't argue it, right? Yeah. I like walking around in shorts in like 20 something degree weather. Um, I'm not one of those yet, but like, you know, who knows, right? But no, it, it gets pretty cold up here. Um but... how's that how does that translate to the pitch though? Like in the like early start of the season, like that's got to be frigid being a goalkeeper, right? So, um, actually, so I mean, we're lucky we go to like Florida and California in the first like couple months of the year, so we get out of all the fun stuff that's here, but then we do come back and it's still very cold. Um, one of the tricks that I've learned this this year actually is you, um, you wear like surgical gloves underneath your gloves keeps your hands ridiculously warm like it you're, you're they're gonna be very sweaty but like your 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 hands are like no longer like cold so like now when i go on like winter hikes and stuff i'll always put like surgical gloves on underneath my gloves and my fingers like don't get <laughs> like that's um, pretty cool <laughs> right you oh, should have told matt yeah. turner about that when he was playing was, he get yeah i, I should have dropped that knowledge to him um, I guess that message got dropped in the, in the chat GK. Um, but, uh, oh, so like, yeah, it's not great. I mean, the soccer ball feels like a, a rock and, um, and, you know, even kicking it is hard, but I mean, it's just, you, you deal with the, you deal with it. And the, the grounds crew here does an amazing job, like heating the surface, getting the snow off, like, I mean, dealing with the elements, these guys are pros. I mean, the, the snow plows here in Minnesota look like, things from transformers like i mean first like i hear i'm like okay this thing's gonna change into like a i don't know an alien and it's That's just funny yeah but <clears throat> i wanted to segue a little bit i guess you guys hosted the all-star game last year yep. um were you around that at all or like did you have any experience with that so obviously dane our, our uh, one of our goalies and um was was in there and he balled out in that and so mm -hmm. that was for the whole city to be a, a part of that uh, and watch him do so well. Um, Artuzzi's goalie, Alex Smear, actually won the um, 
the uh, the goalkeeper wars goalie wars um, championship. So that Minnesota goalies did perform really well in their All Star <laughs> game. Um, but that was cool just to have in, in the city and see all the all the good players and stuff. The really funny drill was like when they cross it and then they try to like volley it on the on the goal. And it's just fun to see the effort of the of the goalkeeper and like you know how hard they go. But um, no, yeah, I mean I was around it and the city the city was buzzing, especially just having Dane there. And I mean he deserved it. He's such a talented goalie and had a great year last year, having a good one this year. So um, it was cool to see him um there and, and 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 be there in front of all of our home fans yeah to, to to touch on this year's i know you know looking at the roster we don't have any minnesota united fc players yeah. i wanted to to know your your opinion obviously you've been around the guys you know the whole year like who are some snubs that you know the mls or some of the fans maybe got wrong in your opinion I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. <laughs> I, 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 I think, I mean, I, I would go to bat for our roster. Today. Like, I think we have a very, very talented roster. I think, you know, we've been unlucky with some injuries um, this year and just some, you know, unlucky play sometimes. So, like, I think there, I mean, obviously, Emmanuel Reynoso is super talented, but maybe he hasn't done as well as he did last year, like numbers wise, but he's still amazing for us. And um, like Bongi has come alive this year and, and scored some goals for us when we needed him, um, you know, boxy in the back for our center back. Like Dane has had some big games too. Like I think this year, um, again, I would put a lot of those players like on our team and in the midfield, like we have, you know, Will and Asani like have been doing great for us, but um, I just, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like us under the radar. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just as a, like a sleeping giant and we're going to, we're going to pounce the second half of the year. Obviously I think we have some very big talent and anyone who got on the roster is well-deserved. Of course. Um, I just think that, um, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. We're, you know, I don't think everybody's like, you know, bummed. I think, I think everybody's just focused, ready to go and um, excited to see how everybody does, um, you know, this weekend in the all-star game. And it's a good opportunity for everybody. And again, everybody that's on there deserves it. So. Absolutely. I, I, Sam, I think you want to segue into that uh, big signing for me in uh, Minnesota United. Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to talk about also, you know, touch on all-star game and then, um, you know, we, we talked on it, you know, before we started recording, but uh, Timo Puki um, coming over from Norwich, um, Premier League experience, uh, MLS All-Star game against, against Arsenal. So a lot of Premier League atmosphere going around in the States right now. We got some friendlies coming up as well. Um, what has kind of been your your take on him um, and, and what kind of impact, you know, speaking of the second half of the season, can he have on, on Minnesota United? I mean, he's a... I mean, he's been practicing, I think, for a week or two. Like, I mean, but he's already, you can already tell. He's just, he, and he's played, he played last night. He played, you know, uh, in Houston. Like, he's just a a, a finisher. Like, he, he's very solid. He just, he holds up the ball really well. He's, he's exactly what we want on the team. And what we need right now is, is just someone that we can get the ball to, maybe make a move, put the ball in the net, you know, combine with Ray and, and, and all the other pieces. And um, very nice guy. Um, you know, he, uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard the, the, um, the situation of like, if you had to swim a pool and there's an alligator in there, or you had to run across a football field and there's a grizzly bear, uh, there, which one you, would you choose? Um, he chose the grizzly bear. So there's a fun fact for everybody. Uh, all you Pookie fans out there, he chose, <laughs> fancies himself a, a, against a grizzly bear instead of a, a alligator. Um, but no, he, he came in and, and he started working and he's going to be a great addition for us. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you've got a lot with the all-star game coming and whatnot. Is, is there any like big European team or favorite premier league team that you follow? Again, it's sort of one of those where it's like, I, I watch the big games. I, I watch as much as I possibly can. I didn't grow up. So I grew up didn't really have cable so like watching soccer wasn't the easiest for me in terms of like access i would go over to friend's house and then watch it um 
and also I was running around playing all these different sports so like I started I don't know I never really chose a team uh, which is bad I've I've learned um but like I'll watch I'll watch just to watch and learn um because I mean that's how you that's how you learn this sport you just you watch and and um but again as a goalie I've just I've watched more just goal goalkeeper stuff you know and so there's I not yeah. yeah um I mean sometimes if like you know if there's a ton of Man City fans and they lose like <laughs> I'll just give them crap just to give them crap just to you know, started start a little you know start a little higher. yeah 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 uh, but um nah there's not there's honestly not a team that i really like uh, you know diehard fan for but i just love i love watching the love watching it um because i know i can continue to learn yeah yeah i i think um you know like we had talked about mls all-star game coming up you got you got a kind of a break here um and i, I hope you enjoy it um we're gonna wrap up the this part of the the podcast here um eric once again we really enjoy you hopping on um give us some insight on not only you know mls life but also mls life as a goalkeeper um and you know we really hope to have you on here maybe in the future as well yeah no i appreciate the opportunity uh best of luck with the you know the podcast and you know good luck with the rest of the season um you know go loons sorry <laughs> But uh, no, I appreciate the opportunity. Would always be happy to come back on and just wish you guys the best of luck. Yeah, Thanks for awesome. coming on, man. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, guys. So Agility is a technology-driven soccer training facility. So we offer six facets of training. Uh, that would be Tech Touch uh, with ball launchers that work on your first touch, the TSZ, uh, which is the ESA equipment and working on decision-making. We also have a circuit. Uh, circuit training would be taking the ESA equipment to the next level. It's kind of like a soccer obstacle course. Then we offer neuroscience training with our reflection tools, uh, working on processing things a little bit faster and eye coordination and such. Uh, we offer skills classes, which is your typical coverage skills training. Um, lots of people still enjoy that. So we work on a lot of attacking 1v1 skills. And then we also offer athlete development. So our athletes come here and they work on speed, agility, uh, quickness, explosive movements, really just learning how to move and function a little bit better as an athlete. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I uh, just want to give another shout out to Eric Dick for hopping on the podcast. Um, you know, like we said in the, the first half of the podcast, definitely going to be a future guest for, you know, maybe years to come, but definitely, you know, further down the season. I'm looking forward to talking to him a little bit more, but now back to what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, FC Cincinnati um, and, and the win against Nashville. Um, we want to hop right into that, do our regular review of the game, jersey swaps, card of the week, everything like that. Um, so I'll, I'll let Ryan kind of take it away and, uh, you know, roll us down that path like he normally does. Thanks, Sam. Um, game was uh, wild. Uh, to say the least, uh, this past Saturday, FC played Nashville. It was a three to one win. Uh, at times, I got very, very nervous about how the game was going, but ultimately, a win to win. Uh, you know, two now in a row will take six points over this past week. So, uh, uh, I guess I'll ask Zach. We'll start with Zach this time. Zach, what do you think of the game? I know we were sitting there together. <laughs> you know, I think that was the most emotional game I've sat through like as far as just a regular season match like man like them going up there us having the goal and then taking away the national scoring it's just a lot of back and forth and just the calls just for every which way um the fans with the weather delay were getting chippy uh just it was it was uh what do you call it um late night mls uh <laughs> just shenanigans let's call it that but it was a very entertaining match to say the least. Yeah, I I'd have to agree with you guys. I mean, I watched a little bit of it um, and then obviously watched the the rest of the highlights later, but yeah, definitely seemed, especially with, I mean, Zach, I think a, a big point that you're kind of touching on there is the factor of the rain delay. I think that definitely got not only the players and the fans kind of amped up, like, all right, like a there's a little bit more tension here than, you know, there normally is, which there's 
usually a decent amount. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was a, a great team win overall. I mean, Ryan, what did, what did you think? Well, first off, I mean, actually like talking on like terrain play, I think I told Zach and then, you know, shout out to Kevin who came with us as well. I was like, dude, the last time I was at a rain delay soccer game, we lost five to one. So I am real nervous right yeah, now. Yeah, that was, a, that was your classic away Ryan match. Though, <laughs> That's so. true. That was the away <laughs> game. So this was different. We were at home. Once the game did get going, the energy was there. Um, probably, you know, this wasn't a rivalry game. But the, uh, the fans, um, you know, just the energy in the stadium, even after the way was good. Um, first half, you know, in the first minute of the game, probably 30 seconds of the game, you know, our first touch off of, uh, you know, Barrial plays it into Vasquez. He chests it down and Lucho hits it over. And you're like, okay, these guys are at least coming out here and they're ready to go. Um, so I thought the energy from the, the get-go was good. We scored a freaking goal within the first eight minutes. And uh, we'll get into that part of things, I'm sure. But, you know, Oh, man. Unbelievable. It had to be Walker Zimmerman that made that mistake. Lucho just picks his pocket. Looking back at the replay from a different view, you know, maybe there's some contact on it. Maybe there's not. But if it's in real speed, he clearly takes it off his foot and takes it in on goal, chips the keeper, just a beautiful finish. So I was really happy about at least the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the game and how we should have had, you know, the lead on it. I mean, looking looking at the uh... – foot mob um expected goals man it was like a roller coaster up and down as i as i was looking at the whole 90 minutes i was like we should have had more than three goals it looked like just based off the expected goal but um yeah it like you said ryan it was just uh chippy from the get-go and i i think with the um the delay it it really because they remembered what happened back in, during St. Louis, they were like, okay, we need to like do something about this. Like, um, and, and I don't know, as you, you probably know better than I do because you're a soccer player. Like, does a weather delay really get to you? Like as much as people don't realize or. I, I would say the reason why the St. Louis one was off is you're an hour behind. You just traveled. Usually the team comes in the same day as, uh, you know, as at least St. Louis were the day before. You kind of ramp your pregame activities up until that point so you're ready to go. And then you're in the away team locker room and there's not much space for you to warm up or to stay loose. Uh, at least in this game, they had a solid, you know, warm up. They kind of had a good lead up into the game. Um, and then, you know, obviously we could go down, I think it was probably about a 30 to 40 minute rain delay. And then we come back at it. So it wasn't like they were down like two hours before, you know, in comparison. So I would say not as much this time, but it it can throw off your mojo and the way that you're feeling going into things for sure. Yeah. Moving on to, I guess the actual first goal, um, you know, aside from Celentano's mishap, I mean, I think the defense played really well, um, you know, holding Nashville to one shot on goal. This was the second straight game that the defense has done that, which is pretty amazing. Um, Hanny who? Hanny yeah, who? Exactly. Exactly. But I, I just want to, I want to touch a little bit on that Celentano mishap. Like this, this kind of, I want to say past like maybe five, six games, he's just, he's not been the guy who has nine clean sheets. Like he's, he's been a little flawed, if you will. And I know some of that has come on the defense a little bit or just little things that hit off the post, hit him in the back stuff, you know, like little things like that, that suck. But at the same time, like this was all him. Yeah. I turned to Zach actually. And I made that point. I said, Roman just doesn't look himself lately in the past few games. I don't know if it's uh, not having the normal back line, you finally get your back line back in there and you have Miazga that can direct things. But mm-hmm. there's still situations where um, in the past few games, like you're touching on, instead of catching the ball, he tries to punch it out. Mm-hmm. And the, that's a situation that I've seen as a consistent thing now. It'd be different if it was one or two games, but it's probably been three or four different times. New England game, you know, there's a ball that's deflected in the, into the middle because he doesn't catch the ball. It's like somebody on the goalkeeper staff maybe might want to, you know, 
tell him like, look, dude, have strong hands go in, you know, that ball is possibly going to get deflected. Maybe that's why he just gets his hand on it. And he thinks somebody in front of him is going to get to it, but you got to be better. I mean, I, I think you got to be better today. Yeah. Yeah. And on that, on that specific moment, I, and, and we, we weren't in that angle to where he was standing either. So like that ball could have come a lot quicker, like, sure. like it, it was hit with a little finesse. So it had a little curve to it. Um, I mean, there's, you're a pro, you should probably do better than that. But um, yeah, uh, Sam, I, I agree with your uh, take on that one. Yeah. I mean, like I said, though, the, the rest of the game was great. Like props to Celentano for, you know, I guess once again, the back line did most of it, but I mean, he didn't al allow anything else after that. He was really good. You know, he, he didn't, you know, have any scares or anything. So, I mean, props to him for kind of cleaning up the game, like throughout the, you know, as the game went on, but yeah, I, I think this, after that, you know, we kind of got in the groove, right. We got the first goal um, from the penalty, which was, that was hilarious. Just everybody in the stadium, every, you know, just everybody, even the players were like, yeah, it's a penalty. Like even the guy was like, ah, like I, I left my hand. You could like, feel I, it. I, yeah. You could feel the, the momentum building. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, and it honestly was like almost like a, you had to see that moment happen because of how the first one happened and it got taken away. It's like, something's bound to happen at this point where this dude's gonna you know hand it like you said and he there wasn't even a var check there was nothing it was a clear oh, PK. yeah that's it's really funny and also i think that was uh lucho's fifth straight made pk if i remember correctly mm -hmm. so Matt three and three games mm -hmm. i think too right he's had three straight oh. games with one as well i didn't catch that one jeez <laughs> Yeah, that could have been a trivia. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty cool to see them finish the PKs too. Like, because as we've seen for the US game, like they didn't do so well on that one, uh, especially in, you know, you had a PK shootout the game before, you know, especially in if it's Lucho taking the PKs consistently. A lot of these goalkeepers, we should ask Eric this too, is they study them, they study their tendencies and the way they like to go. I mean, his PK on this one was just full of rage. Yeah. I mean, it was kicked so hard. That guy wouldn't have – maybe he got a hand on it. That would have gone in still, in my opinion. So, you know, you move to the second half. You go into halftime 1-1, right? You come out of half, and tension is a little more fiery than it was in the first half. Um, I want to know before – obviously, we score a second goal, but before that second goal, literally like a couple minutes before – we got two red cards, boys. Like, give me what the reaction was, obviously, from you guys being at the stadium, but, like, the stadium as a whole. I, I number one, wanted to point on right before half how uh, one of our players got tackled by a football player, uh, and there was no foul called. So that lead, that kind of led into the tension that you're speaking on. Yeah. Uh, you know, the VAR, or Video Assisted Review, a little trip on, uh, you know, Walker Zimmerman, but our player gets tackled like he plays football uh, and uh, yeah, no VAR, no review. And the ref's like, you know what? We'll just end the half on that because uh, I don't want to mess with this anymore. So building up into the second half, you know, you start to play, you get into this rhythm of we're dominating possession. You know, I think we had 55% by the end of the game, you're kind of building chances. And like you touched on, Sam, this guy gets his second yellow, the outside back for Nashville, their backup left back because their one the week before gets another red card too. Um, what was really funny that I didn't realize in the moment, but looking back on it, I don't know, Zach, if you caught this too, the ref forgot to give him his red card or, you know, he gave him the second yellow, but somebody had to remind him, like, hey, that's that sec second yellow, you know, that's a red card. Um, yeah, I, so I didn't was, catch that. that. I didn't catch that until I rewatched the highlights. Um, and and it's really funny. Like I don't even know what he got a yellow card for because I like tried looking at that that play. The first one or the second one? The second one. The second one. He tries to swipe his hand at the ball. Yeah. Oh, is that what he was doing? <laughs> yeah. It's like bump, gets, like take the FC beat. guy. Yeah, he gets beat and he like tries to catch up and either swipes, tries to swipe his leg, but ends up trying to swipe the ball. And I think maybe like handballs it. 
Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's rough. From our view, like I thought, you know, immediately my immediate response was, I think that guy's got a yellow card, right? Yeah. You know, and then they like try to take it and then they stop it again and they're like, hold on a second, that's a red card. And I'm mm-hmm. sure whoever in the first financial club that was sitting down there was letting them know about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they were right there because the, the, you're talking about the Arias one, right? Like him yeah. slapping the ball. I mean, Arias, to be fair, sold it a little bit, right? But, I mean, that's it's one of those things. That, I mean, I was listening to the announcers, like, and they were just like, that's pure frustration right there. That's just, you know, you not doing – anything like you can't do anything about it and you're just you know taking it so, out sam tell me this though frustration uh at that point you're one-to-one do you think nashville feels our pressure i mean i mean it, it all depends on what you felt in the stadium but it, it definitely looked like you know after acosta's penalty right like you said going into half that second half fc like even before the red cards like we were dominating possession we were you know on the defensive like they didn't have any chances really like in our half of the field that were legit. So I think they definitely were feeling a little bit of frustration. Like, man, like these guys keep getting like every tackle, like everything's clean. It was tough to like play in my opinion, because you didn't know what the ref was going to call or not call. And like at some point it's like, I think Nashville's coach even mentioned it in his post game is like, you know, it's hard uh you know tell the guys like essentially and i'm gonna kind of fudge this uh, what he said but he was basically saying you got to keep your composure this is two games in a row now that they've had two red cards he's like it's hard to keep your composure though when you don't have a really good ref at the same time which i agree but like the cards that they got were stuff that they they can control themselves yeah absolutely they did all themselves and the ref is going both ways like we both had bad refs you know yeah. like it i think it the momentum and then on fc and then the just the discipline of nashville obviously ryan you mentioned they had two red cards past game so it's like how how many red cards do you, like i don't even get it like how is the coach not telling them to like stop fouling like yeah. and especially seeing if it across you're on the league, yellow especially if you're on a yellow already you know, like maybe the last game there was a straight red, I think, for one of the guys. But if you're on a yellow, you got to know you can't be doing stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I have I, been calling. Go ahead, Sam. No, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Like it's it's very much one of those situations that I, I think I've talked about with Obi as well. Like he's been very close to where he's had that yellow and he's still just being himself. Right. And so we've seen it. Luckily, you know, this game we didn't see any. But yeah, like for the Nashville guys, like as a coach, like you gotta, especially out of the second half, right. These were cards that they had, you know, going in the second half and it was, you know, kind of a, a done deal after you get that, that second yellow, like, all right, well you did it to yourself. So. Exactly, Sam. So this is not a Nashville SC podcast and we don't care. We took those two red cards and we were like, you know what, we're going to go much. and take it now. You know, we had the momentum. Now we go up two guys. I briefly just wanted to kind of point out um, the second guy who gets the red card, Liel, should have deserved the red card a lot earlier. He was just talking to the side ref the entire game, kept going over to him. The center ref didn't care or control it at all, but normally you're not allowed to be doing that. So I thought he should have been gone earlier. He finally does go out, so we'll kind of segue into it. We go up two guys, and we create more chances – um we finally get you know a good goal lucho plays the ball through um to arias arias takes a nice touch and puts it in so i was happy for them to at least get a breakthrough i think in the 80th minute does that sound right to you guys i think it was pretty late it's a little early they it was finally earlier get... than that yeah i was think it, it was 67 or uh yeah 75th or yeah no anything there no I felt like it was 74. 74. 74. Okay. So, yeah, we get that one, and uh, you're feeling good. You you got, you know, pretty much the good feeling about it on the offensive. They really have no offense at that point. Uh, But then, to be honest, like, Zach and I both felt like we didn't know what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the team just kind of was like, we're just going to kick the ball around and, like, maybe create chances. But 
Yeah. Didn't you feel like that, Zach? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think what you're leading up to is the, the, the pseudo uh, fake PK, I guess, so to speak, pulled on us that he immediately called, but then he'll, he'll go, go to VAR in a, in a heartbeat for Nashville. So, I mean, with us, I, we got really lucky on that. I'm going to be honest, Um, judging just by his uh, previous calls in the game, but um, yeah, I just, with how we're up two guys and we pull that kind of stunt or at least get to that point, I think that's, uh, that's, they got to do better than that. Even to put yourself in a situation where possibly the game is determined by a terrible call. Right. You know, and you're up two guys at home. Come on, come on. You got to do better than that. So the, the, so the energy like leading into that, that final goal, final goal, right. Obviously, they're you know two guys down so it's very much kind of a a gimme right. like what was so, so the energy up until that point you guys are saying it was very flat like nobody was really knew what to do so like when, when they scored that final goal it was very much like a sigh of relief like all right like we we got that was the final one. kick to the game yeah yeah exactly yeah but i felt like to be honest the the tipping point of that finally to get them kind of out of that was uh to see how close it was you know when that goes to var and by the way the quickest var review i've ever seen so clearly the ref is very proud and did not even want to go to it because he knew as soon as he looked at it it would be overturned but that's besides the point um so bupenza comes in boop there it is and uh boop there was a goal so you know (laughs) nice that we get uh one more you know like let's just keep going with the boop there it is i love it yeah, an, another debut goal. I thought that was a really cool um, that that Tommy put the tweet out there. Good um, shout. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, it, he said, "What was it like the three last or four? Three, right? Yep, yeah, last, last three. three DP strikers that FC yep. Cincinnati have had all have scored on their debut, but the first time FC's ever won when those guys have scored on their debut." Yeah. Good shout, Sam. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I needed some help with the stat, but, um, but yeah, do we uh, have any other comments on the, on the game? Uh, Uh, Just real quickly. I I just wanted to like review the fact that now our point per game is at 2.22, you know, over the course of the season, again, for those following, looking at the season, three points is a win. One point is a draw, no points for, a loss over the course of the season. If you average it out, we're at 2.22. We were stand 51 points in the standings. Uh, New England, who set the points record 2019, had a points per game of 2.15. So right now we're on pace to outdo uh, the top team. So we're on we're on a good track. Heck yeah! I and and obviously eight points clear um, of the Revolution. Um, we have the same goal differential as them. So. You know, if anything does happen, you know, it could come down to that. But, you know, as of right now, I'm I'm feeling really good about the energy going into the break. Um, this just feels like how Cincinnati soccer should feel like, right? It's very yeah. much that feeling. Um, and, and I'm, you know, super excited about it. Zach, any other thoughts about the, the Nashville game? Uh, no, you guys kind of covered everything. I'm good. Pass this team to 50 points in history, man. Yes, we sir. Love it. Yes, sir. Love it. So uh, we'll we'll do uh, trivia of the week real quick, um, and then we'll hop into to the jersey swap. But um, I had the uh, the option of doing the jer- or the uh, trivia of the week this week. So, um, boys, a little uh, little weird trivia, but um, how many times in FC Cincinnati history have they faced a team that has gone down to nine men in the match? Ryan, we'll start with M- you. MLS and USL? Uh, just MLS. Just MLS. Yeah. I'm going to three times. Three times. Punch it in. Zach. Ooh. I'm going to go with once. Once. Okay. All right. We got the answers finalized, and we will uh, find out at the end of the podcast. I know it was a little bit of a weird question, but 
um, is a weird circumstance. Not a lot of times you see, you know, two guys get red cards in a game, but um, it's always, always nice to see for us, right. If we're the, the winning team, the <laughs> definitely other team, like right? to see that. <laughs> definitely like to see that. But yeah. So we'll, like I said, we'll hop into Jersey swap. So Ryan, we'll start with you. Jersey swap of the week. Who we got? My Jersey swap of the week is going to be Santiago Arias. Uh, dude has now scored, I think his third overall you know, goal for FC, you know, both USL and MLS combined. He ended up having like the game winner technically, you know, taking us to two to one. Um, I've, I felt like he's played a really good right back lately. He's come into form. He's got um, good energy coming off the right side to kind of balance Barrial. We've talked about that all year, how much Barrial has been dominant. Uh, it's nice to see the right back contribute and get some shout my special jersey swap of the week, though, is going to be one of my family friends who their dad threw the ball away from the Nashville player. I freaking love this guy for doing this. Everyone's so upset about it. But if I'm in his shoes, you know, I don't blame him at all. That's awesome. I don't know uh, if you guys saw that part or not. But yeah, that was, was pretty Yeah, that was all amazing. over Twitter, Zach. Did you see that? Oh yeah. And and Ryan and I even saw it like live, like when the, the ref was coming over and like he was giving him like the stern finger and everything. Like it's like, dude, you're not gonna do anything in an MLS stadium. Like Oh, he tried he, to he, kick him out. He tried right. to kick him out of the game. It's like when you when you try to mess with the, the fans like that, you you've totally lost the game. You and you you're caring more about what they're doing than what you're doing on the field or the players are doing. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. But uh, this is the jersey swap. This is the good stuff. So yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, gonna say, say that that was my jersey swap, and I I love that we're seeing that. But Sam, what about you? What was your jersey swap of the week? Yeah, uh, my jersey swap of the week. Uh, you guys, you know, had some great ones, but um, I'm gonna go with Obi for my jersey swap of the week. Um, you know, he really, you know, we were talking about earlier. You, you said Hani who, right? Um, he really shut down Hani, um, I think, in, in that midfield presence that he has. I mean, obviously, um, the back line did it as well. But I, I think, you know, Obi being that uh, CDM for us in, in that kind of first line of defense for the midfield, he, he did a phenomenal job, uh, gave Hani his six fewest touches he's had all season and also sixth lowest XG he's had all season. Um, Hani was two for six on take ons. So had zero progressive carries, like no like carries that led to any progression, you know, towards the attack. So that was pretty cool as well. Um, but yeah, Obi led the team with six tackles. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, he didn't have a yellow in this game. He didn't have a yellow in this game. And considering there were 14 cards in this game, he didn't have one of them. And it was, it was just phenomenal to see. <laughs> That's an absolute stunner when you think about it. That is <laughs> definitely uh, up for grabs at one of Jersey Swap. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to mine. Uh, mine was Bupenza. Um, I, I had to take that one. Uh, he uh, first debut goal, obviously. Um, I guess you can only have one debut goal. So um, <laughs> he had an absolute missile of a shot that I absolutely loved. Like you don't see that from any FC Cincinnati player ever. So seeing that like in action was amazing. Um, then obviously his, his goal was uh, it, it live. It kind of looked like he was a little off, but we're, we're going to disregard that goals a goal um, being up two guys. But I mean, just seeing his energy and his flash of like brilliance is, is so refreshing. Zach, do you still swap jerseys? Uh, because, uh, well, I guess I say, in spite of him not throwing off his uh, or doing a backflip, I should say, he threw off his jersey, but he didn't do a backflip, which is what we were looking for. No, but I get, I did get a nice fresh view of that lion tattoo. That thing is sick. Yeah, that was nice. True. That was nice. True. So I guess we'll we'll roll right into it. Roll right along, um, Ryan. Card of the week. Are we feeling angry about anything? Um, I don't know if you. I don't know if you felt some tension earlier in the podcast here of you know what we were, you know, going for card of the week. But what, what did you have? Well, Sam, uh, my card of the week. Uh, you know, historically playing soccer throughout my whole life, I've been a little bit 
not great with the refs even on the field, but I'm going to go with the refs in this game because it was probably the worst performance I've seen uh, watching a game in a long time. Didn't control the game, 14, you know, cards total, uh, was caring more about the fans than the product on the field. Um, you know, he was running his own show and the poor guy like gets hurt at the end to try to cover up the fact that he had a bad game. So that would be my card of the week. My honorary card of the week, uh, because, you know, I'm just going to stay on the anger train here, is that Pat Noonan's not gotten one MLS coach of the week. Not one this whole season and we're leading the league. How does that happen? I have no idea. That's what that no is. No idea. Yeah, saving but, it for the last week, I guess, for the supporter shield. <laughs> you only get one. No idea. How has he not had it one time? Yeah. But anyway, Sam, what was your card of the week? Uh, my card of the week, uh, hopping back on the Hanny Who uh, kind of train. Um, he, he hasn't scored in six games. I just don't – I don't think he's the leading MVP guy right now. That's my card of the week. Um MLS is is kind of you know still putting him on that that pedestal and like I said hasn't scored in six games. Over those six games, his xG has been 0.28 over that period. That's that doesn't sound like a uh, an MVP to me. Um, now Lucho, in the past six games, four goals, four assists over that span. That sounds like an MVP to me. I think the MVP race is flipped on its head. Oh, fire, fiery take. Well, we played them head to head, and the dude just dominated them. So, yeah, I like it. Consistency is key. Yeah, Zach, car of the week. What we got? Uh, you know, I there wasn't a lot to just hate about this week because Ryan. I mean, you covered it. The ref was like, <laughs> that was it. I mean, you can't control it, but the weather. I'm gonna go with that. That's a yellow card. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, we get to drink more beer, but. Um, downside is game goes later and I have an early bedtime. So I would go with that. And I just kind of laughed at the whole messy reveal thing with them just getting absolutely pummeled by rain. I think it looks like a hurricane to be honest. Um, but welcome to Miami. Exactly. You're going to have a lot of games like that. So really, I, I think overall it was a pretty good week as far as, uh, bad things happening. Yeah, I agree. Can't be mad about having two wins. So I agree, Zach. Exactly. Yeah, not not really any. I mean, obviously, except the refs, but not really any furious, you know, things going on. Not not many two red cards, if you will, uh, of the week. But kind of going into to this week, I know we touched a little bit on the MLS All Star Game in the pre you know previous part of the podcast, but um, you know we don't have any upcoming games. So is there anything, you know, upcoming that you guys want to talk about? Any uh, player shouts, anything like that um, for maybe FCC two or like I said, all-star game stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll start us off. For me, um, since the last time Lucho Acosta was named the captain of the MLS all-star team. So I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, lead uh, us to a win against uh, some of the Arsenal players. Uh, I think actually going to be a pretty solid Arsenal team. So I, I'm looking forward to see how he kind of stacks up against those guys. That guarantees that he starts and plays good minutes. Last year, he didn't get uh, too many minutes in the All-Star game. So looking forward to seeing uh, him lead the charge, especially with him playing underneath uh, Wayne Rooney, his former teammate. So pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, I definitely – yeah, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just going to quickly say like it was so nice to see uh Rooney and Lucho have some smiles over there with Kai Kamara it's just I think both were um old uh teammates of his so or FC coach Cincinnati under, so. legend Kai Kamara <laughs> yeah <laughs> check yourself right <laughs> um yeah that's all I was gonna say Sam if you want to yeah so comment. yeah just based off the all-star stuff I mean you know Ryan you mentioned it Lucho being named captain that was I mean that's awesome, especially going back to DC. Um, I think to, to Zach's point last podcast, this really makes those DC, DC fans eat their words, right? For saying how much of a player he was like off and on, right? Um, to go back to DC, wear the captain armband for the team that's in first place right now and has the potential to set multiple records for the MLS, I, I think really speaks volumes. 
he gets the last laugh too because as bad as the DC game was, uh, the one positive, like you mentioned, Sam, is like that he's captain of the team that's playing at their stadium because when we were there, they booed him. Oh, wow. They booed Lucho, and I thought it was terrible. Like, he was a legend there. And in front of the corner there, their supporters section or whatever you want to call it because it wasn't much. But they, uh, you know, were booing him. And I'm like, seriously, you're going to boo Lucho? So to see him come back and play in that and they're going to have to cheer him on now is hilarious. Love it. Hey, can can we do a uh, quick score prediction on this All-Star game? Ooh, yeah, I'm really like curious it. about what you guys have to say about this. Yeah, I'll, Sam, kick I'll, us I'll off. go. I'll go. Um, shoot, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> it is tough because I I want to give our MLS All Stars some credit, but um, usually how those games have gone have been a little little lopsided <laughs> to to the foreign teams. But um, I'm gonna go two one Arsenal. That's what I'm I'm gonna go. It's a close game. Arsenal scores a a goal, and I I think it's an exciting game. Ryan, thoughts? I'm going to go 2-2. I think we're going to end up having a draw. um, But I feel like Lucho gets on the uh... (laughs) – do you think it ends in a draw? I don't know. How does that work in the All-Star game? I don't know. I would assume assume a a shootout. I mean, mean, it is the MLS All-Star game, right? MLS style, old school. Yeah, Yeah, keeper (laughs) wars. Let's see the keeper wars. I love that. Like they have to like throw it in to each other. No, anyway. Zach, what we got? Uh, yeah, um, Zach, what you got? I was going to go with 3-2. I think it's going to be a fun high-scoring game. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Five goals in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the best of the best. You're hoping they're going to score a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. No defense. No defense. No, exactly. So, so to, to wrap up the podcast here, um, trivia reveal. All right. So the question was, how many times in club history has FC Cincinnati faced a team that has gone down to nine men in the match? Mr. Ryan Elser, it was three times, including oh, the national game, three times. Let's go. You yeah. know, I can name the other two, or I can name one of them, Columbus, and then I think Atlanta maybe? Yes. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> He's just on it. He's on it. And we ended up tying the Columbus game and maybe lost the Atlanta one the year before. I think so. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't look cheat too deep into that, but I did see the names. It was Atlanta and it was Columbus. Because <laughs> I, I don't think I, we could have uh, won against uh, up two players like three years ago. So that's why I only thought one. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's we fair. couldn't win if we had like, if they had like seven people on the field, probably. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah. So to, to close out the pod, um, you know, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, hopefully we'll get some more MLS guys on the pod for you. Um, some more FC Cincinnati guys on the pod. So if you want shout out, recommend who, who you want to see on the pod after this, obviously we need an FC Cincinnati guy on the pod. So give us your recommendations and, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.